the 13th show of the series of a brand new radio series. From Hollywood, we present the Sam Freeberg Show. With the music of Billy May. Our songs of Peggy Taylor with Doris Butler, June Foray, Peter Leeds, and Gut Conlon, Rhythm You may not find us on your TV. Because in case you did not know, we're being brought to you on. Brought to you on. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> well, tonight we are featuring someone for everyone, you might say. For the kiddies, we have a special uh, horror movie. <laughs> Plus a panel of experts discussing where is the circus going. Before we meet our circus panel, however, your friend and mine, Billy May, will get us off to a flying start with an unusual rendition of Cocktails for Two. Take it, Billy. Well, where's the rest of it, Billy? That, that was only the verse. That was only the verse of the song. Well, everybody knows the chorus of this turkey. <laughs> Come on, will you please play the chorus? No, man. Look, I'm not knocking the way you played the verse, you understand, but aren't you really going to play the chorus for us? No, man. It's worse than waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> Before we have our uh, circus panel, we'd like to get some questions to ask our experts from some of the people in the audience. And uh, let me just get down here in the audience. Here's a lady. What is your name, madam? Mrs. George Heininger. <laughs> uh, may I ask you a question? Certainly. What do I get? <laughs> get? Art Linkletter gives prizes. <laughs> so where's my refrigerator? <laughs> We're not giving prizes. We just want you to suggest some questions. For answering that, I don't get nothing. Well, uh... Plastic bowl I could get. All right, now look, look. They give you that with ten gallons of gas and Mark C. Blue. <laughs> yes, I know. Plus green stamps. <laughs> Wait a minute. All right. Just a minute here. Here's your plastic bowl. Thanks for nothing. 
<laughs> yes. <clears throat> now, uh, what do you think can improve the circus? Well, I like the circus just the way it is. <laughs> mm. And thank you for your stimulating question. Now, here's a man over here. Uh, sir, do you mind if I ask you a question? No, I guess I'd be all right. You're Steve Allen, aren't you? <laughs> no, no, Stan Freeberg. Oh, yeah, I've heard of you. Yeah. I don't know where, but I've heard of you. <laughs> Good. Now, we'd like to get a question from you about uh, how to improve circus attendance. Well, Steve, uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, I ate too much popcorn. You know, I got sick. Mm. I haven't been back since. Now, what is your suggestion? Give Tums with the popcorn. <laughs> Dandy suggestion, and thank you very much, sir. You're welcome, Steve. <laughs> with profound questions like those, uh, I'm certain confidentially we'd have a hung jury, a panel. <laughs> we'll just forego the discussion group for tonight. Maybe some other time. Stan? Well, Peggy Taylor. Stan, a, a little while ago, you called the Brooklyn Dodgers bums. Are they really bums? No. No, look, they're not really bums, Peggy. Yeah, that's just what they call them. A real bum is someone who travels around all the time and has no place to go. Well? <laughs> yeah. While I'm thinking of an answer for that, why don't you sing? You know, I'd like that. Good. Ladies and gentlemen, here now is our own Peggy Taylor singing one of the greatest ballads to come out of the 30s. And the angels sing. Sing, angel.
Thank you very much, Peggy. Well, in recent months, a brave new type of motion picture has been sweeping the country's screens. A hybrid of the horror picture and the epic of adolescence. Such memorable titles as I Was a Teenage Werewolf <laughs> have proved a real shot in the exhibitor's arm. However, just as Newsweek announced a shock around the clock was catching on, <laughs> Daily, Daily Variety reports the movie theaters again have a pain in the box office. May we suggest as a remedy a new kind of story, a sort of cinema composite. Twentieth Century Freebird presents Gray Flannel Hat Full of Teenage Werewolves. <laughs> yes, I look like a normal werewolf. Happy, respectable, pointy toothed. Accepted by the werewolf community. But little do they know of that nameless terror with which I live. That unspeakable thing that turns me when the sun is full into an advertising band! <laughs> How did it start? I do not know. I only remember that one night I returned to my home under a certain bridge in Westchester County, New York. I had spent a normal night werewolfing around Scarsdale <laughs> and was just getting in when my father woke up. Hey, is that you, Robo? <laughs> Yes, Pop. What do you mean, getting in at this hour? It's only 4.30 a.m. A good, decent werewolf is supposed to be out till at least 5.30. Oh, Pop. When I was at your age, I was out till sun up every morning. Well, no matter. Did you do some good werewolfing tonight? Yeah, but, but I get tired of running around showing my fangs and biting people. <laughs> You curse you, Pop. Make me get in by 4.30. Listen, don't you never want to mount to nothing? This is America, where any kid can grow up to be Dracula. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to be a werewolf for a living. Son, bite your tongue. I what don't want to be a werewolf. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> You've broken the werewolf oath. It's lucky your mother ain't awake to hear you say that. Break her heart. Now go to sleep before I give you the back of my claw again. Karloff knows what'll happen to you now. But I didn't go to sleep. I lay there thinking how long I do not know. Suddenly, as the sun began to come up, I felt as though a strange transfiguration were taking place. My fangs became short and blunt. My head became crew-cut. <laughs> the hair on my body slowly turned into gray flannel. My head filled with senseless metaphor. 
And suddenly I knew that I was turning into an advertising man! Let's roll it all up into one big ball of wax, gentlemen. Miss Hotchkiss, give me the presentation on the Emerson account. Wake up! Wake up, Paul! Lobo's out of his head! What? He's saying weird things in his sleep. Like what? Well, it sounded like he said, Miss Hotchkiss, bring me the Emerson account. (laughs) He's sick! He must have been a vegetarian. <laughs> Look at him there. He's got a man's suit on. Follow up. He's running toward the tracks. Where's he going? Don't worry, none more. He's probably just gone back out to bite a couple commuters. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good boy, Lobo! As I ran out from under the bridge... I saw a train approaching, bound for New York. As it came abreast of me, I leapt onto it through the open door. All right, come on, Johnson. Let's uh, walk on back to the club car and get some coffee. Oh, check. What? Oh, look, there's a guy sort of crouching in the vestibule. Yeah. (laughs) What are you doing down on all fours, old man? Uh, well, let's roll it all up into one big ball of wax, gentlemen. Uh, how's that? Hey, look here, Johnson's my name. Are you from Scarsdale? I don't believe I saw you at the station. Why, uh... Fogarty <clears throat> is my name. You mind if I ask what business you're in? <clears throat> Miss Hotchkiss, bring me the Emerson account. Ah, work for an advertising agency, huh? Ah, it's a small world, so do we. <laughs> well, let's send up the flag and see if anybody salutes. Hey, he must work for our agency. Funny, though. Never seen him around the office. Yeah. Hey, fellas, are we going to stand in this vestibule all day? Let's get some coffee, gentlemen. I went on in with Johnson and Fogarty to their agency on Madison Avenue. A place called Batten, Barton, Rubicum, and Thompson. Naturally, I started out as a copywriter and worked my way up. I learned new things to say, like, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, boys. Let's mother hand the idea. And I like it, but... With my gray flannel suit, I worked my way up the ladder until I was vice president. I had taken the name of Bryce Anger, and no one suspected me. I continued being werewolf by night, ad man by day, because when the sun came up, I could not control this gray flannel thing that came over me. (laughs) And then, of course, there was the business of Miss Wilway. Would you uh, come in a moment, Miss Wilway, and bring me the food folder? Yes. Now, um, Ogerty, I, uh, (laughs) I hope you don't feel badly because I've been made vice president and you haven't. No, 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 no. That's the way the cookie crumbles, Brysack. <laughs> My day is coming. What do you mean by that, Fogarty? 
Nothing. <laughs> Here's the presentation on the food account, Mr. Breisacker. The food account, yeah. <clears throat> yes, thank you, Miss Wilway. Uh, by the by, Miss Wilway, uh, <laughs> how's about uh, lunch with me today? Mm, gee, Mr. Breisacker, I'd love it. But uh, wouldn't you rather make it for dinner? Well, yeah. Uh, no, I, uh, <clears throat> that is... Uh, yeah, why not for dinner? Where, where do you go at night, anyhow? None of us ever see you after you get off at the bridge outside Scarsdale. What's wrong with that? What are you implying? You think it's unusual that I got off at the bridge? No. No, I, I think it's unusual, only because the train doesn't even slow down at the bridge. <laughs> yes, well, <clears throat> shall we say lunch then, Miss Wilway? I love it. Now, you watch out for him, Lucretia. <laughs> I hear he's a regular wolf. What do you mean by that? Well, look, th th there's no need to snap at me, Brysacker. <whistles> Gee, look at his eyes blaze. Oh, Mr. Brysacker, you're so cute when you're mad. <laughs> yeah, well, don't just stand there. Wipe off his chin. <laughs> uh, all right, come on, Fogarty. They're waiting for us in there in a meeting. I'll expect you to back me up. Sure. Right against the wall. Ah, uh, gentlemen. Good morning, J.B. Morning, G.G., H.L., P.Q., B.B., P.O. <laughs> well, now, let's see your suggestions on the food account, Bryce Echo. <clears throat> yes. Well, I mother hen this idea for some time, and I think it's about ready to hatch. Well, let's run up the flag and see if anybody salutes, eh? <laughs> You'll give me a chance, Fogarty. I'll get on with my presentation. Yes. Uh... <clears throat> Here are the new uh, food radio commercials, gentlemen. Hop a hot off the press. <laughs> uh, put it on the machine there, Fogarty. Mm -hmm. yeah, you scratch like a merchant! <laughs> now, now, easy there, Bryce Sacker. There's no need to bite Fogarty's head off. I like that. <laughs> yes, but we're all playing on the same side of the net. If we just rally together, perhaps we can ace one over. Brysack is just a little distraught, G.H. I happen to know that he's been working nights on this. Nights? Well, now, come on, come on now. Play the record, Fogarty, and we'll see how the ball bounces. <laughs> Any time is the time for food, 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 food. Just put it in your mouth. Chew it up with your teeth. And swallow it. You can bet your bottom dollar you'll say... Food is good. <laughs> uh, here's a man right here. Uh, pardon me, sir. I understand you've eaten food. Yeah, I had. Uh, would you describe the sensation for us? Yeah, well, before I ate it, my stomach was growling something fierce. <laughs> I, had a, I had a kind of pain in it. And uh, what would you call the pain? Well, sort of uh, hunger. <laughs> yes, hunger. A copyrighted name for Food Incorporated. And what happened to the pain after you ate some food? It went away. <laughs> yes, leading specialists agree that food is the number one cure for hunger. Put food in your tummy, tum, 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 tummy, tum, 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 tummy, tum, tum. If you have any teeth up above me,
Is that it, Bryce Ackham? Yes, it is, G.H. What do you think of it? Well, I like it, but it doesn't have enough... Um, but it hasn't got enough... Uh, yeah. Well, I couldn't agree with you more, G.H. No, sir. <laughs> I'm a, no, I, I like it. I like it very much. Bryce Ackham's done a wonderful job here. But I move that we give it the deep six and move on to something that really needs brainstorming. Something important that needs a lot of sculling. But what about my commercial? Now, don't interrupt Fogarty when he's got something in the hopper. Bend the tree a little more, Fogarty, and maybe some of the branches will fall into place. <laughs> All right. Okay. I, uh, I blue-skied this quite a bit, and I move that we find a summer replacement for Rin Tin Tin. Agreed, agreed, agreed. After Fogarty pulled that one, I could scarcely control myself. I could see them all staring at the white froth about my mouth. <laughs> to ward off any suspicion, I whipped out a razor and shaved. <laughs> As time went on, Miss Wilway and I fell hopelessly in love. But I dared not reveal my true identity. She might feel picky about being engaged to a werewolf. <laughs> How was I to know if I could trust myself with her at night? Under a harvest moon, would I hold her hand or eat it? <laughs> then again, how could I take her home to father? I knew she was safe with mother. <laughs> whose bite hasn't been too effective ever since that night in the fog at Chappaqua when she mistakenly bit a bronze statue of Horace Greeley and lost all her teeth. <laughs> but fate had a trick up her sleeve. One day at the office... You rang for me, Mr. Brosacker. <laughs> Lucretia, my darling. We're alone at last. Oh, Lucretia... How long must we go on like this? I could go on loving you forever, Al. But when am I going to meet your parents? I wish they'd have me for dinner sometime. <laughs> you don't know what you're saying, Lucretia. Hello? getting dark. And the sun is going down. Well, quickly, what time is it? It's high noon. High noon, great Scott. It must be an eclipse. I, I, I've got to get out of here. Oh, stick around, Ralph. It's so dark, I... <sighs> Lucretia, now the truth is out. You see me as I really am. A werewolf. Ralph, what a pleasant surprise. <laughs> Lucretia, you mean... Yes, Ralph. When the sun goes down, I do the werewolf. <laughs> I noticed your nylons were getting a little furry there. <laughs> Sing, Ralph. When I hold your sweet hairy hand 
tight in mine, clammy. <laughs> but it's mine. I long for a darling damp face such as mine, as clammy, clammy, clammy. How about this eclipse? <laughs> How about it, Fogarty? Hey, that's the kind of animal we need to replace Ben Tin Tin. Just like those, you know, wolf suits you guys got on. <laughs> Not guys, Fogarty. Lucretia. Yeah, what a riot you guys are in those costumes. Ha ha ha. out, Price Sucker. That's a little too realistic. <laughs> you too, Lucretia. I mean, fun's fun, but keep back. Uh, let's send up the flag into one ball of wax. Uh, let's mother hand the blue sky off the top of my head. The top of your head is right, Ogerty. Isn't it wonderful? How love always triumphs in the end, Lucretia. <laughs> I've got you. And I've got you. And we both got Fogarty. so much for our bedtime story. <laughs> oh, by the way, those of you who several weeks ago sent us those many card and letter... Uh, you, say, uh, you say nothing of countless phone call. Congratulating us on our takeoff on a certain well-known accordion-playing band leader... Uh, may be interested to know that it is now a capital record which came out this week under the title Wanna Fall, I Wanna Fall. <laughs> I, uh, I hope you find it in your pocketbook to buy it. If only to skim it across Lake Michigan. Well, comes now, comes now a rather unhappy announcement. Two weeks from tonight, you will hear the final broadcast of the Stan Freeberg Show. While we are all rather saddened by this turn of events... We've had a lot of fun this past season, and we want to do for you on our final show the things you have enjoyed the most. So we'll be looking forward to receiving your letters as soon as possible, telling us what you would like to hear us do two weeks from tonight. Until next week, this is Stan Freeberg saying thanks for listening, God bless you, and good night. Show is produced in Hollywood by Keith Barnum and is written by Stan Freeberg and Pete Barnum. 
featuring the music of Billy May, Judd Conlon for the mayors, and the songs of Edgy Taylor. With Doris Butler, Peter Leeds, and June Parade. But soon.